On today's news episode, we discuss the Walt Disney Company's second quarter earnings, limited release designer mouse ears coming over the next year, and news about the Skyliner. We also have a couple of interesting rumors about Galaxy's Edge and the Ratatouille ride. All of these stories and more on episode 193 of the Capture the Magic podcast. episode is brought to you by Capture the Magic Vacations. For all of your Disney World and Universal Studios Florida vacation planning, head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There's no charge to you for using their services, so be sure to request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. They're also looking for travel agents with experience and those with a passion for Disney. You can go to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and complete a join our team request. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whenever you're listening. My name is Jamie Lee, and I am joined by my husband, Jared Lee. Hello, Mr. Jared. Hello. Good morning, afternoon, or night to you. I think that's why people just say, like, today. Right. Yeah, but I said good morning. I was like, well, that's not right. It's not even morning. It's not when even morning this, here. So. I don't know why you're. Yeah. <laughs> it's neither morning nor night, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my brain. Um, but yeah, so how are you? I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm good? good. I'm a little. Uh, I actually got a good amount of sleep last night. I was up late. To the head. We had the shirt release yesterday, which anytime you do a shirt release, I was trying to get stuff still caught up from. We were going to Disney, but uh, a lot of stuff to do, but it was good. So, Which shirts are you talking about? The Game of Thrones ones, that the mashup ones. Um, that, um, they've they've seemed to have gone over pretty well. I'm excited yeah. about them, even though, uh, admittedly, like I've said, I'm not huge into Game of Thrones and that I'm just now starting to try and watch it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they... I, honestly, I think a lot. some people said they look almost Harry Potter-ish. Like, they could... You could probably... Kinda. Go either way, but yeah, so... I like him. Got I a lot of that. You. Still working on some of that stuff of um, getting them all finalized because they'll ship out next week. But yeah. Yeehaw. Well, awesome. Ye- yeehaw indeed. <laughs> it is yeehaw indeed. Um, what else you got going on? Nothing else? What else do I have going just on? Busy. Uh, just busy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the baby is... is uh, Eminent. Imminent. So <laughs> all that fun stuff of... Uh, Getting things, I got to pull a bunch of stuff out of the attic mm-hmm. and then uh, clear out space. We're we're kind of in this mode of slowly decluttering over the next couple of months, um, just because. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's good to do it. We don't like to hold on. We're not like hoarder types. We don't really hold oh, on to no. stuff very long. Not at all. Uh, obviously, we'll keep stuff that's means something to us. But you know, we're pretty good about as stuff builds up, we get rid of it. So I'm kind of in this mode of, I guess, trimming down. A bunch of stuff that we don't need. Yeah, we're gonna have to have like a, a yard sale soon. Ugh, and I hate yard sales. I hate those too, but we just got so much. Have you ever we seen Jay rid. from Modern Family? I, in his <laughs> viewpoint on yard sales, that's exactly how I feel. It's weird people <laughs> going through your stuff. It's just terrible. But you can find some good stuff though. You can, and you can get yeah. rid of some stuff. It's just the whole. It always cracks me up, and then yeah. you inevitably get people like something's fifty cents, and like, will you take a quarter for it? I'm like, it's fifty cents. Like, I will, but almost out of principle, I won't. 
because it's 50 like, cents. You're haggling over 50 cents. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. As long as you get the people that will, they'll come up in like a nice car. Right. Like they drive up a Lexus and they're like, will you take a quarter? I'm like, I think really? it's like a game. It is. Game uh, honestly, a lot of people, it's just sort yeah. of a comp. Like you were even saying, you don't like buying things at full price. I love bargains. I love Right. Discounts. And I think people yeah. just do that when it comes to anything, yard sales or whatever. But Probably. Yeah. But you can catch the rest of that on our yard sale podcast. No worries <laughs> about that. Got some hot takes coming over there. Oh, man. If we had one, that would be super weird. It's a niche audience. Don't give it that much. audience. Well, yeah. Okay, well, before we get to talking about some of the news stories today, we want to remind you about some of the other shows on this Capture the Magic Network. We've got Diz Dudes. That's every Wednesday with Jeremy and Jared. They do a live stream on Club 32 every Monday. In Club 32. On in. We don't do it on it. We do it in it. All right. And uh, so check that out if you're a club member. Um, if not, you'll get those on Wednesdays on the regular um, feeds. And if you want to be a club member, go to ctmvip.com. Yes. And also be sure to check out Main Street Magic. That's Tuesdays and Fridays with Jeremy and Rhonda. I can't roll my R's, so Rhonda. You're trying to roll your R's? Yeah, that was bad. Rhonda. Thank you. what you meant to do. Rhonda. Yeah. There you go. Um, so they, they always have awesome shows. And um, also check out the uh, trip tales that's once a month and ctm at the movies once a month on this feed and we've got a new ctm at the movies coming out soon and just released another trip tales and i'll have another one at the end of the month so lots of good stuff coming toward you guys don't forget to subscribe to the podcast as well and leave us a review please so let's get to the news that's why that's what i was told i'm here for ding 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 ding, ding. breaking news we're like, those, I think uh, let's just go to the news. Yeah, let's let's keep the sound effects out of it. Fine. All right. So the first story we've got today has to do with well, basically money, Disney and money, how much they made. This comes up every once in a while. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Walt Disney Company second quarter 2019 earnings report shows continued gains in the parks and resorts. Um. It says here, show continued gains in the park and resorts of 15%. And it says, we're, mm-hmm. we've, oh, excuse me, we are very pleased with our quarter two results and thrilled with the record-breaking success of Avengers Endgame, I'm sure they are, which is now <laughs> the second highest grossing film of all time and will stream exclusively on Disney Plus starting December 11th, said Bob Iger. Uh, the positive response to our direct-to-consumer strategy has been gratifying in the integration of the businesses we acquired from 21st Century Fox only increases our confidence in our ability to leverage decades of iconic storytelling and the powerful creative engines across the entire company to deliver extraordinary value proposition to customers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, this is this part just about parks, if you want to read that Yeah, part. so the parks experiences and products, which if, if you remember correctly, this was put into they basically made their own sub they segment restructured they restructured it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting and we can maybe talk about a later time of why they did this a lot of it is Iger and his viewpoint on a lot of this stuff but yeah um, so parks experiences and products revenues for their quarter increased five percent to 6.2 billion dollars and segment operating income increased 15 percent to 1.5 billion dollars Operating income growth for the quarter was due to growth at our domestic theme parks and resorts, increases at our consumer products, businesses, and cruise line, and higher attendance in occupied room nights at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. 
Results included an adverse uh, impact from a shift in the timing of the Easter holiday. Mm -hmm. In the current year, the entire Easter holiday falls in the third quarter, while the second quarter of the prior year included a week of Easter holiday. Interesting. Yeah. Operating income growth at our domestic theme parks and resorts was due to increased guest spending and higher attendance and occupied room nights at Walt Disney World Resort, partially offset by higher costs. Guest spending uh, growth was primarily due to increases in average ticket prices and food, beverage, and merchandise spending. Higher costs were due to labor and other costs like inflation uh, and costs for new guest offerings. The increase at our consumer products business was driven by growth at our games business, uh, partially offset by a decrease at our merchandise licensing business. Operating income growth at our games business was due to the sale of rights to a video game and royalties from the licensed title Kingdom Hearts 3, which was released in the current quarter. The decrease at our merchandise licensing business was driven by lower minimum guarantee shortfall recognition due to the adoption of AS606, whatever that is, uh, partially offset by a favorable foreign currency impact. So, do we read the rest of that? Um, yeah, the, it goes on to talk about Shanghai and, okay. and cruise line, but you don't have to read yeah. that. Um, okay, so higher operating income is basically what what this says. Yes, basically what they're doing is working. So they're, <laughs> what they're doing is working. <laughs> they're happy. But that doesn't equate to profit, right? It, it doesn't speak directly to profit, no. I mean, income is being up typically, although their costs are going to go up too because obviously right. they talked about um, – uh, salaries and, and that aside. So they didn't speak on profit. One would assume that would mean profits increased, but revenue for sure increased. So, so revenue went up 5%. Operating income increased 15%. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Disney. I was wondering about the Easter holiday thing, how that was going to affect it. And it looks like it, it kind of did. I think maybe they would have more if Easter had been like in March. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which means, I mean, they, the third quarter could be even bigger. Yeah. Although it probably will be because you've got Galaxy's Edge and all that stuff in there. Well, third. Let's see. Third quarter is April to June. Oh, that's right. They break it June down differently. Never mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll include fourth quarter. I mean, Disneyland would be included. True. In that. So yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, you're that'd right. be interesting to see the impact of Disneyland. I mean, w- breaking it down quarters like that, you've got Disneyland's impact and then Disney World's, and see which one. I'm assuming Disney World will be a bigger impact overall, just because mm-hmm. it's a bigger park. I mean, it's a bigger yeah. place essentially. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story. We've got. Um, a few things about the Skyliner. Um, we're not going to go into it really a lot, but um, they started testing the Skyliner at Epcot. Yep. They also uncovered uh, the Skyliner so you can see the, the, designs. the designs on them and things like that. So. so what kind of designs do they have? Because I actually haven't looked at these yet. So let's see. They've got Donald, Daisy, Scrooge McDuck, and Huey, Dewey, and Louie mm-hmm. all on one. <laughs> Uh, then there is, um, and they're they're cute. They're cute. I mean, yeah. they looks like the new Ducktales, which I do enjoy. DuckTales. And if you're watching this visually, I'm wearing a Ducktales shirt. If you're watching it visually, yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, then there's a Stitch one, and it's just him, not not Lilo. 
that looks like one of them, like he's licking the outside of the. That's uh, actually kind of funny. Thing is pretty funny. Then you have Peter Pan, Wendy, and friends. Peter Pan's a monster. Oh, uh, he is. He kidnaps children out of their bedrooms. Uh, we have Finding Nemo and Goofy and Pals, and these are based off the new shorts. Oh, uh, okay. So just FYI, if you haven't seen these, um, Pluto. Pluto. Uh, let's see. Mickey Minnie. We have uh, Mickey the Mini. Mickey Minnie, the Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. They're not Chipmunks. Um, Chippendale. Chippendale. They are also me. Chipmunks. They are Chipmunks, but I knew they had. Because I, I was oh. thinking Alvin and the Chipmunks. Because oh. we had talked about it on. Oh. On yeah. something yesterday. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Uh, Frozen. Of course. In case you were worried they wouldn't do Frozen. Mm-hmm. The Princess and the Frog. There's a ton. There's a lot, yeah. Wreck It Ralph 2. Um, let's see. And more. There's, yeah, we're not going to. There, apparently I thought there were only like six. No, there's okay. way more. Star Wars, obviously. Wars. So there's a bunch. Okay, so let me done. ask you something. So we can obviously see the characters on the outside of the gondolas, and people can see out. From the gondolas, right? I Correct. Mean, okay, but we can't see the people inside? Correct. We can't see how much they're sweating, right? <laughs> how miserable they are? Is that, um, is, that, is that the point of that? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm, I'm just being... Pissed. Again, my whole thing on the gondolas... I, I'm very intrigued by the gondolas in that, you know, when's the last time that Disney had a brand new transportation system? I mean, it's been... Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, basically brand new. I mean, you could... Obviously, they put the buses in, but monorail would have been the last time something like this was undertaken. I mean, the monorail was even, I mean, it was Disneyland, so it wasn't even new. Right. Like Disney World. I Again, my, <clears throat> when these are running, by the way, I just saw they have a Guardians of the Galaxy one. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Looks good. Um, But it looks like it's based off the cartoon. So that's interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Um. You know, it's not when they're running. I'm sure when they're running, it'll be it'll be fine. It'll be decently comfortable. I, I still think it'll be warm. I mean, it's going to be like being in a house in the summer that has an attic fan going and a bunch of fans. While you might be okay, you're not going to be. It's not going to be the same thing as sitting in like a nicely air conditioned house or thing on this. It's just sure. going to be Florida storms. How are they going to? You know, when a storm's coming in, they shut this down. How does that work? You know, if it gets stuck, not if, but when it gets stuck, all these things. So it's all the things around it that I, I, you know, we just don't know the details because it's so new. So I'll be very curious to see, you know, the first time a storm comes in, what happens, you know, what thresholds are there. And if the wind, you know, what's considered high winds for these, you know, because you're up in the air. All these questions will be answered. In due well, time, I don't sir. know if they will be answered. We'll just find out. Well, I'm, that's what I meant. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, I will be a little concerned if I – let's put it this way. If I'm sure I will will try, obviously, the gondolas when they're operating, I will be watching radar before we get on one, especially if you're going to be on one that's like a 20-minute trip. I would want to know if there's some stuff coming in because I wouldn't want to – I personally wouldn't want to risk that. Okay, that's, I but, mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to the next story. And this one is about the Epcot space-themed restaurant. There's a little bit of news about it, but it's not huge news. It's little news, I guess. <laughs> huge news. Um, yeah, de- new details about the space-themed restaurant. Uh, it says, 
You are clear for 2019 entry into the new space-themed restaurant coming to Epcot. This is Disney Parks blog article. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. I love doing these. Um, it says, that's right. The new table service experience will open later this year adjacent to Mission Space attraction. No dining experience on Earth can match what's in store because this new restaurant will take you into outer space for incredible dining experiences that are out of this world. Our friends at Patina Restaurant Group will operate this new restaurant, and they've developed a menu that features internationally inspired cuisine, more than a thousand bottles of the world's finest wines, and a wide selection of craft beer. And that's basically all they say. So it, it's opening this year. We don't have any details of when or if they ever fix the um, sound issue. The issue they were having from uh, test track. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's sooner than I thought. I thought it was going to be 2020. So, okay, cool. I mean, it's not a very big restaurant. It's not going to hold that many people. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I want to say about that. That was that was easy. That's all I got to say about that. All righty. Uh, what, what was that? Was that Matthew McConaughey? All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I feel like you were oh trying my. to do a Forrest Gump and it came out as a Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By the way, can we get a Forrest Gump movie with Matthew McConaughey? I oh, feel like wow. that would be fantastic. Wow. Never thought about that. I had, No, you cannot have that. I didn't until um, you just... Could you imagine him just in those scenes like, laughs like a box of chocolates? I don't like that. Nope. In a nope. way, it would like be it. creepy. It is creepy. Anyway... <laughs> Let's move on. I'm running with this idea, guys. <laughs> um, more details have been announced for um, Food and Wine Festival, and we got to look at some merchandise. Too. All right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. More details announced for the 2019 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. And it says the festival is in its 24th year and expands to 87 days with a summer opening for 2019. It's starting in June. I'm kidding. It's not starting in June. <laughs> one of these days are going to be like, and we're starting May 31st. Um, it says here it will be running from August 29th to November 23rd. It's some of the stuff we've already talked about, but we're just kind of rehashing. Yeah. Uh, 30 global marketplaces will return throughout the park with new dishes, including a Kenyan coffee barbecue beef tenderloin with sweet potato and corn mealy pap. Excuse me. With, uh, I hate when they do this with foods. <laughs> I uh, Kakumbari slaw at Africa. It's coleslaw, I'm guessing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, at Earth Eats Marketplace, a new plant-based cottage pie with carrots, mushrooms, and peas topped with mashed cauliflower and white beans. Can't say that sounds too appealing. Mm. Uh, Eat to the Beat concert series returns with performances three times nightly for a total of 249 shows. Whoa. New acts include Lauren Daigle, mm-hmm. contemporary Christian is what it says there, Chris Allen, who is a pop alter rock, Sawyer Brown, I remember Sawyer Brown, country, Boyce Avenue, uh, retor- returning festival favorites spanning a broad range of eras and genres include Plain White Tees, Sugar Ray, Hanson, Sheila E., and Boys to Men. And sadly, at least as of yet, Kenny G. is not on this list, and I am enraged. But there are a couple of areas, like TBDs in there, that they haven't announced, so there's still hope. There's still hope. If Kenneth does not come, <laughs> I will be calligraphy using i will i will learn calligraphy and i will pin a very scathing letter in very eloquent writing so they won't know really how to take it and i will send it not to maybe i don't know whose fault it is i'll send it to both kenny and disney and uh he will hopefully show up uh the disney du jour dance party 
in future world will expand to seven days a week in case you didn't think there were enough dance parties at disney they're gonna give you more <laughs> sundays through thursdays a dj will lead the interactive fun fridays and saturdays radio disney stars will make live appearances oh. a- actress singer meg donnelly from the disney channel original movie zombies will appear opening weekend and more weekend celebrity headliners will join the lineup throughout the festival that's, that's actually kind of cool like so if you are a fan of disney channel like stuff yeah you're gonna see some peeps you're gonna see some peeps yep uh the sunday brunch with the chef series and world uh showplace events pavilion will kick off september 1st with celebrities chef jamie dean and continue on select sundays through november 17th the chef lineup includes kat cora carla hall fabio vivani andrew zimmern <laughs> i feel like it'd be zimmerman but it's just zimmern buddy valastro richard blias robert Irvine. I'm saying them correctly. You chuckle to yourself <laughs> over there. David Burktka, Graham Elliott, and Artie Sequiria, I'm guessing. Isn't, I'm a, isn't David Burtka, isn't that like MPH's husband? I have no idea. I can't, I can't remember. I'm a little disappointed that uh, Kelly Kapowski is not on this list she again. She is not on this list. It's sad. <sighs> uh, Party for the Senses at World Showcase... Uh, Excuse me, World Showplace Events Pavilion will take place September 21st, October 5th, 12th, and 19th, all Disney Chef Night, and mm. November 9th. Mix it, make it, celebrate it, hands on workshops on select Mondays and Thursdays through November 14th will offer new opportunities for guests to work side by side with visiting chefs, bakers, mixologists, and other pros. Popular TV chefs will be at festival seminars and other events, including Brian Volat. Volt Aigo? How do you say that? Voltagio? Voltagio, maybe. Maybe. Kenny Gilbert. Manette. Good lord. <laughs> just just say a bunch of <laughs> There's people. There's a bunch of people that have strange <laughs> names that I'm not gonna I, I, I apologize to them if they're they happen to be listening. I do apologize. Uh but they don't have any help on pronouncing the words. Um gosh. We're gonna eventually hire like a producer that just tells me how to say something. You said things. pronunciating. Again, in my defense, I can't stop laughing. In my defense, these are not common like <laughs> verbiage you come across on a daily basis. I'm very efficient in my my ways of going, so yeah, I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> Book and bottle signings by some of the world's top vintners. What's a vintner? I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. And chefs will return on select dates this year, in addition to the popular the chocolate experience from Bean to the Bar, hosted by Ghirardelli offering guest samples and culinary demonstrations available through November 16th and beverage seminars available through, uh, or excuse me, November 17th will offer learning and tasting sessions on select days throughout the festival. So plenty of stuff to do. Lots of stuff to do. Yeah. And um, do you want to go to the next one and talk about the merchandise they've got? Because I'm excited about these. As if we didn't think they were going to do merchandise. Uh, yeah, there's some new Chef Mini Magic Band and Spirit jerseys revealed for 2019 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. You look at the picture. It's actually kind of cool looking. Now, I don't think I would get a Spirit jersey based on just like a festival or whatever. I, I like the ones that say Walt Disney World. I have like five of them now, I think. Um, but these are really cute. And they've got the mug. They've got the... What is that? Is that like a cookie jar? Or something? No, it, I mean, it looks like a, a, a just a bigger mug, but it has a lid on it. Okay. I don't That's know what fine. you would actually 
I guess it's a mug with a lid. Right. Um, and then the magic band. So. But the lid is like Mickey ears, like golden. Right. And it's like that chef mini, chef mini. Yeah. Like, I mean, mini. it does. They, they look kind of cool. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, again, yeah, I'm, if I was one to get spirit jerseys, I don't think I would want one either based on a specific festival, especially when it's dated. Yeah. You know, I mean, not yeah. that obviously you do whatever you want. Just me personally, I don't think I'd want something like that. But True. Yeah, they, I mean, they do look cool. I mean, if you, especially their new thing right now is that pale pink. Yeah. So they're definitely, they're definitely leaning into that with these. So I unfortunately will miss food and wine this year, but Jared will get to go for the first, well, see, the, the day it opens is the day Galaxy's Edge opens. So I'm guessing you'll go to it eventually. <laughs> Maybe the day after. Uh, might get in three days later. But yeah, we'll eventually <laughs> we'll get in. Hopefully. Are you looking forward to any of this? Yeah, I, I mean, I always like food and wine. So I'm looking forward to it. So, um, The food booths, the everything. Yeah. Um, well, I hope Kenny G, I hope he pulls through for you. You know, I know. <laughs> we made a shirt about him and everything. He and he just, I feel like maybe he heard about the following it was happening and he just didn't want any part of it. He's like, they're going to throw what at me? I kind of <laughs> underwear. I don't want this. All right. I would just say if Kenny's listening, <laughs> it's clean underwear. All right. It's not let's used. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, let's talk about Avengers Endgame. What are we up to now? <laughs> That's pretty much my... Yeah. Well, my it's, it tops the box office for a third weekend in a row. Oh and uh, I mean, it's going to become the highest grossing movie of all time. It's just a matter of when... Uh, Avengers yeah. Endgame continues to dominate at the box office as it comes in number one at the box office for a third weekend in a row, beating newcomers Detective Pikachu and The Hustle. In its third weekend, Endgame brought in $63 million domestically and $102 million internationally. In total, Endgame has made $724 million domestically and $1.762 billion internationally, bringing its worldwide office uh, box office total to $2.4 Eight six billion dollars. Uh, Endgame is still going strong after the box office King Avatar, which has the highest grossing box office total of all time with two point seven eight eight billion dollars. Uh, Endgame is three hundred and three million dollars away from breaking the record. And the good news is, while it took Avatar seventy two day, seventy two days to reach two point five billion, it only took Endgame eighteen. <laughs> uh, wow. The bad news is that Endgame will be facing some heavy competition at the box office in the coming week. Uh, weeks with John Wick Chapter 3 opening May 17th, Aladdin opening May 24th, and Godzilla King of the Monsters opening May 31st. Um, I would argue, I don't, it's maybe just me, I don't think Godzilla is going to do that great, so I don't really think that's stiff competition. But I, I don't really, view, I, you know, I think it'll break it, but I don't really think yeah. it's competing with the same audience as like Aladdin. Yeah, that, that's it's hard to compare. Yeah. I mean, John Wick, it's a popular series, but it's never been like a box office smash type of thing either. But we'll see. I mean, I think it'll beat it. I mean, it, yeah. it's going to continue to be... $300 million away? I think they've got it in the back. Well, they may just get that overseas alone. I mean, it'll it'll break a billion domestically. So Has it been released in all international markets now? I'm assuming it has. I, sometimes it takes a while. I believe so. Okay. I, I can't speak to that for okay. sure, but... Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, just please go because it's probably going to get spoiled for you. 
If it hasn't already. If it hasn't, you've done a really good job. Right. Of doing it, yeah. I know some people that still haven't seen it yet. Are, are, they're waiting uh, to see, like, Captain Marvel and, and things like that. Um, oh, to, like, get caught up Yeah, you yeah. could, you know, again, do whatever you want to do. You could see Endgame without seeing Captain Marvel, and it, it would make sense if you just know Captain Marvel is just a very powerful character who can basically travel into space really quickly and really far yeah yeah so all right moving on to the next story we well this is about comcast and uh disney fighting over hulu basically (laughs) we're not fighting really they seem to be getting along at this this juncture it seems um Yeah, Com- Comcast agrees to sell its stake in Hulu to Disney within five years and relinquishes control immediately. Uh, says Comcast announced in a press release this morning, and this was yesterday, I believe, or two days yeah. ago, mm-hmm. uh, that they've agreed to sell their 33% stake in Hulu in five years to the Walt Disney World Company, or just the Walt Disney Company, excuse me. They will give up their voting rights immediately, however. Uh, Disney will assume full operational control of Hulu effective immediately, in return for Disney and Comcast entering into a put-call agreement regarding NBC Universal's 33% ownership in Hulu. Under the put-call agreement, as early as January 2024, Comcast can require Disney to buy NBC Universal's interest in Hulu, and Disney can require Univer- NBC Universal to sell that interest to Disney for its fair market value at that future time. Hulu's fair market value will be assessed by independent experts. But Disney has guaranteed a sale price for Comcast that represents a minimum total equity value of Hulu at that time of $27.5 billion. In addition to that put-call agreement, Comcast will extend the Hulu license of NBC Universal content and the Hulu Live Carriage Agreement for NBC Universal channels until late 2024 and will distribute Hulu on its Xfinity X1 platform. NBC Universal can terminate most of its content license agreements with with Hulu in three years' time, and in one year's time, NBC Universal will have the right to exhibit on its own OTT service certain content that it currently licenses exclusively to Hulu in return for reducing the license fee payable by Hulu. There's an update on this. It says from the sixth annual Moffat Nathanson Media and Communication Summit, because who hasn't been there? Uh, Bob Iger stated that the back end of Hulu will eventually be the BAMTech platform, which is used for ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. Iger also mentioned that although Hulu doesn't have the, the brand strength of Disney Plus, they will leverage the content brands of the company, such as FX, who will start creating content for Hulu immediately. Okay. I kind of was figuring maybe them getting Hulu and, and wanting to keep it as they want the technology behind it. And I know that BAM Tech is oh. a, it's a pretty big thing. So that, that kind of makes sense. So, I mean, they're going, I mean, Disney is going all in on right. this streaming side of things, which it, it's interesting because uh, Comcast is built off of traditional cable. Mm-hmm. Disney basically is going all in on online streaming because I think they see it and everybody else knows like that's basically the future. So will Comcast, I mean, once they give up their their stake in Hulu, what what are they going to do then? Are they well, going to have anything? 
they going to have to do their own? Like, it's weird. I don't, they could. I don't know if they will. My guess would be at that point, a Netflix would step up and they make an agreement with Netflix. Because Netflix mm. is going to be wanting some content for sure. Yeah. Now, whether Netflix is going to have the money to pay for it, I mean, that, you know, That's I've said for a while, true. Netflix is in kind of a, they're kind of in a, in a bind because they are, they are in debt. And when I mean debt, I mean billions of dollars in, in debt. It's, it's incredible when you look at their, the stuff with Netflix. Um, yeah. You know, they could start their own, but again, uh, you know, it's, when Netflix first became a thing like this, all the movie studios thought, oh, we'll start our own Netflix. Because there's a period of time where, you know, Netflix got bigger because they were getting content from all the other studios. And then they saw how popular that was. And the studios went, well, we can do it too. And it didn't really quite work out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if Comcast, I mean, they have the money, but whether or not they'd be able to do their own. Because then you're already talking about the streaming side of things online is already becoming crowded. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Apple that could step in as Apple's got their own. That's so true. Apple could be one. So I, I see Comcast more than likely just selling the rights to a different platform would be my guess. Unless Disney and them come to some sort of agreement that stays on there. I, I would doubt that considering they really don't seem to care for each other too much. Regardless though, Hulu is Disney's. Hulu's Disney's after. immediately. I mean, that's the thing yeah. that's interesting about this is it's, you know, technically Comcast still has... 33% ownership until 2024, but they were relinquishing control of it immediately. It's crazy. All right. Yeah. Very interesting. <clears throat> I'll be interested to see how once Disney Plus launches, I'll be interested to see how every other streaming service does, whether it affects it very much, not at all, too much, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be crazy. I, yeah, I'm very interested, curious to see how it affects Netflix. Uh, the Netflix doesn't release, I mean, they don't have to. They don't release their numbers. So you'd have to look at stock price and things like that. But we're already seeing, I mean, I got a notification the other day that Netflix is raising its cost, I believe, like 15 or $16 a month on us. Are they really? Yeah. They're, the government, again, they're so far in debt, they have to continue to raise prices to pay for stuff. Right. And Disney's coming in at 7 bucks a month. I mean, more than likely, they're just going to take a huge cut into Netflix's market share. So we'll we'll just, you know. Because the thing is, under $10 is that amount where a lot of people will just pay it and forget it. Right. Even right, if they right. don't use it. Yeah. I mean, they've done numerous studies on this where it's just, it's such a, this is why people get into these gym contracts and they pay nine bucks a month that, yeah. and they never cancel it. It's like, well, it's 10 bucks a month, whatever. Right. Once you start creeping up to 14, 15, 20 bucks a month, and that's when people go, ah. I don't really use this. I'm going to get rid of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. To yeah. See. All right. Well, let's move on to um, some refurbishment at uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Mickey's of Hollywood is closing for refurbishment at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And you don't have to read this article. I put it in the show notes. So you guys can read it. The reason I'm putting this in is because this is the main store that you see as like as you walk into Hollywood Studios, it's on the left. It's like the big gift shop for for Hollywood Studios, and this is this is getting refurbished. And they're refurbishing um, the Keystone Clothiers and Legends of Hollywood, and like all these stores are getting refurbished. Before here's, here's my question though. It says here 
to be under refurbishment until at least the end of September. Right. Why was this not done sooner? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you've got Galaxy's Edge opening August 29th. Why would you not have done this already? Are they going to do like pop-up shops or something? Like I don't know, but that's going to be a... I mean, you got to think yeah. like if those are... That's kind of silly. It, it, that's at the front of the park too. Right. If those aren't able to have, have people in there absorbing and buying stuff, there's just more people in the park. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I don't... Some of the timing on this stuff seems so disjointed. And it makes you think too, Galaxy's Edge opening August 29th was not part of the overall plan. I totally agree. It seems I think, like everyone's off guard, like caught off guard. Right, because if this is not, yeah, if this was supposed to be the end of September, that probably means they were looking at early October for an opening or something along those lines, and then this August 29th came up and kind of, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's just completely disjointed on that end. You know, I have to be honest, because since we're talking about it, I think they pushed it into august or even or you know early september somewhere around there to see a bump in the 2019 fiscal year oh I because otherwise if they open in october it would be in 2020 and i think they wanted to i don't know i mean i'm just i'm just kind of assuming but they wanted to see a a, a little bit well, of an uptick and they also are wanting their they're they're spending billions of dollars on both these lands they're wanting a an ROI, a return on their investment as quickly as they can. And I think they're yep. just pushing it. And again, they'll make plenty of money, but it's just from a cloud, a crowd flow standpoint, mm-hmm. that could be a potential huge bottleneck right there. Yeah. Cause normally you've got people that will dive into those shops. Plus, I mean, people aren't going to, if they do a pop-up shop, where are they going to put it? I just meant like those. Um, oh, I know. Kiosks. I know what you're saying. But oh, even then, yeah. if they do stuff, I mean, that's just less people that would buy stuff. It's going to take up space in the areas where people are walking, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll conjecture. Uh, next story is about some ears. I'm, a, I'm assuming you mean Mickey ears. <laughs> Mickey ears. Not just ears in general. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> limited release designer mouse ears are coming to Disney parks and shop Disney. It says, have you heard about all the the all new Disney Parks Designer Collection? Starting May twenty fourth, guests at Disney World Resort and Disneyland Resort can get their hands on a series of limited release Mickey Mouse ear hats and Minnie Mouse ear headbands that, for the first time ever, are designed by notable celebrities, designers, and artists. Ooh! Uh, the collection will introduce signature elements of each collaborator to the iconic silhouettes of Mickey and Minnie for a never be- so, never before seen look. For those of you not at the resorts, you're in luck. You will also be able to get them at shopdisney.com. And you don't have to go through everybody, yeah. but there's like Vera Wang, there's a Coach one, there's Betsy Johnson, Heidi Klum, Carly Kloss. I, I, I mean, it's it's interesting in that they're clearly going after. Well, I don't know going after, but they're they've seen the popularity of these types of things on mm-hmm. you know Etsy and things like that. Because they're offering these, not only in the, a lot of times a lot of this stuff's only available in the parks. Right. But they're making it available on the Shop Disney side too, which means, right. you know. Again, I don't know how much this stuff impacts the small shops. I'm, I'm guessing it does to a degree. But a lot of times people just like buying from smaller shops. Correct. I mean, sometimes oh, yeah. moves like this, especially by Disney, even if you love Disney, 
can come across as just a money grab opportunity. Well, with with Disney too, you you have everything is is made in bulk, so right. everybody's got the same ears or the same shirt or whatever. With when you buy from Etsy or like the Instagram shops, you know that you're getting something that somebody somewhere made the, on their own, like like for a few people, right. and you're not going to get duplicates, and it kind of makes you feel a little more special, and you're supporting like. A small business. You're supporting yeah. a family, so yeah. You know, I don't. I don't think those shops are going to go away. No, but, I don't think they'll go but away. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I yeah. don't think they'll go away. And you know, people, you'll see stuff every once in a while. People complain about Disney stealing ideas. Like, well, yeah, they are. But again, yeah. they allow the shops and places to use their likeness. Um, so that's kind of the risk you take. Yeah. And it says they'll release these in Ever After Jewelry and Company and Accessories, Mouse Gears, Uptown Jewelers, Once Upon a Time, and D- Discovery Trading Company in um, Walt Disney World. And then obviously online. But another one, another designer I wanted to note real quick, Joe Rohde. He's designing some ears. And they'll be released next April. Is the Joe Rohde one just a giant hoop thing that hangs off your side of your head? <laughs> I'm guessing it's going to be Animal Kingdom themed because it's April and yeah. it's like Earth you know, Day and all that. For what it's worth, if if anyone is you know runs an Etsy shop or something like that and, and, ha- and is worried about this, here's – take it or leave it. But word of advice, when you're smaller, you can adapt and move quicker. A, a company like Disney, if you look at the analogy, like they're basically like a giant ship that takes them forever to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a yeah. smaller shop, you're kind of like a little nimble boat. You can go wherever you want. Um, just be, you know, be up on the trends quicker. You know, you can release stuff quicker. You can get stuff done quicker. You can make decisions quicker. So use that to your advantage. You know, Disney's mm-hmm. knowing Disney's going to do this. Just be more creative. And, you know, Disney eventually may steal your idea, but it's going to be months down the road. So if you're continually yeah. coming out with new ideas, and by the time Disney does it, you've already moved on to maybe two or three new designs. So just a word of, you know, business-wise. I know it can be kind of, I've heard some people, you know, kind of, woe is me, the earth is fall or the sky is falling type. But just be, just be more nimble and be creative. Good, good advice, Jared. I don't know if that was this business talk with Jared time, but whatever. <laughs> no. um, the next story, we'll move on here. Um, this is in the show notes. We're not going to read it, but it's just a bunch of Forky. Forky from Toy Story 4 merchandise is coming about. And you've got like a plush. You've got a t-shirt, special magic band. I find this very odd so that they're already weird. doing all this stuff for a character that it's a new character. The movie's not even out yet. And they have all this special stuff for it. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying it's not going to be a hit, but it's kind of being a little presumptuous that people are going to really know. take to this character. I know. I don't... I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it be like this either. I mean, they've even got a special edition magic band for it. Right. So... Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not going to buy anything about this character until I see the movie, so... That's my thinking. I, mean, I don't know who's really going to yeah. be buying this until they, you know... Until know. you see the movie, I don't know. Anyway, that's in the show notes. Because he could end up being like that. he could end up being like Thanos and just be a bad guy in it. He we don't know. Be. We don't know. Um, the last thing we'll say about the from news stories is that they reopened the security and bad bag check and um, where you get let off of um, the trams at Hollywood Studios, and it looks 
much better. So I'll include that pictures of that in the show notes. But it was uh, it's very much needed because I don't remember. If, I mean, it was blocked off when we were there last time. Yes. They were working on it hardcore. Yeah. So but anyway, so. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be much more efficient and easier. Yeah. So. But. All right. Well, that's it for the news. Um, we want to mention, you know, it's the afternoon. I'm feeling a little uh, tired. Maybe <laughs> I need some coffee. That is what we like to call a segue. That is a segue. Uh, yes, we uh, our our lovely sponsor, our coffee sponsor <laughs> on the network, uh, Expedition Roasters. Uh, they're awesome. So. Uh, they obviously have many coffee blends, and and the, if you guys have never seen these or heard of them, they um, they kind of do pop culture coffee uh, bags and and different flavors of coffee. But each bag is designed by an individual artist, and they do a lot of Disney themed things. They also do some Harry Potter themed things, uh, and it's really good coffee. And it's a it's a you know it's a small business that is they're they're growing, and um, we. We obviously like them. So oh, yes. uh, you can go check them out, expeditionroasters.com. And then if you use the promo code CTM20, you get 20% off your first order. And we're going to do, we'll be doing some uh, cool stuff with them more going forward. But yeah, they're good people. And uh, I don't, I think my favorite one at this point. What's the sinful one? What's that one? Uh, shoot, I can't remember the blend of it now. There's one, I, maybe that, uh, Happy Ever After is the uh, cinnamon bun believe okay okay uh it's really good but i, I kind of tend to like the route 66 like the breakfast blend Ooh, type yeah you do yeah. like breakfast. i don't i'm not when it comes to my flavor to coffees i'm i more or less like don't like heavily flavored stuff which mm-hmm. their stuff is just a hint of things but yeah, yeah check them out expeditionroasters.com promo code ctm20 get you get you some coffee very nice all right well let's move on to some rumors um first rumor is about Ruster. I hate saying this. Ruster Rontosaurus. Why don't you like saying it? It's weird to me. It is kind of strange. It's a strange way to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Rontosaurus is to possibly be adding a family style option. Uh, it says Rontosaurus might be the next uh, restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom to get the family style dining treatment. If rumors are true, uh, details are scarce on what the dining option would look like. But it would probably look a lot like Pizza Fari family style dining for a hint. At Pizza Fari, we saw a variable portion size depending so on... Pizza Fari. Pizza Fari. <laughs> we saw a variable portion size depending on the size of your dining party, as well as an increase in food quality over the quick service options. There is an exclusive dining space for guests partaking in the family style di- dinner compared to guests opting for the quick service offering. Pizza Fari also keeps the quick service option available during the same time that the family style dining is offered. At a minimum, we'd like to see a similar offering at Restaurantosaurus. Uh, as for the timing of the family style offering, haven't been told when it might start, but it would be worth noting that the Pizza Fari family style dinner is currently bookable through July 27th with no reservations showing up after that. So they may so be. Probably after that. <laughs> probably. Yeah. 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 Restaurantosaurus. I wonder if it'll switch. They'll go from Pizza Fari to Restaurantosaurus. Oh, maybe. Because they're saying that no longer is bookable through July 27th, so they're just testing it's it out at each forth. place or something. I don't know how how, uh, how popular, how um, how in demand that Pizza Fari one was. I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I mean... I mean the pizza's not that great, but... Yeah. Again, I don't know why... 
I don't understand this. Like, why doesn't Disney just make awesome pizza? Like, it's not that difficult. Yeah. Well, someone out there tell me what Restaurantosaurus used to be. Because it didn't used to be Restaurantosaurus. And I cannot remember. I want to say it used to be McDonald's. McDonald's? Pretty sure this used to be a McDonald's. In the parks? In uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty sure. I could be totally wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Or saw sometime. If anybody out there knows, let me know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. You'd, anyway. Hello at C, or at Jamie at ctmpodcast.com. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. The next rumor. Uh, this one is about Galaxy's Edge. So Disneyland, you know, of course, if you've been listening to the show, you know, because we've talked about it before, but Disneyland had set up a reservation system for the first month-ish that it's going to be open. And you just go in and you could reserve a time slot for four hours. You could be in Galaxy's Edge and then you'd have to leave. And they did this for crowd control reasons and yada, yada. Well, on Disney Dish podcast, Lynn Testa from Touring Plans, he says that he is 99% sure that Walt Disney World will also have a reservation system in place for Galaxy's Edge, but not like when it opens. It'll probably be sometime after. Yeah. I, this goes back so to, I, I think Disney wants the optics of just a giant, like, people. Like, they almost want, like, a Black Friday feel to it, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, I personally would love to see a reservation system in place for the opening of it. That means that I wouldn't have to be in line at 4 in the morning or whenever they decide to do it. But they probably won't. See, Jeremy does not want that well i get the hiccups i understand that yeah. there's risk involved within there's hiccups but again i enjoy my sleep very much <laughs> and i don't really like it to be interrupted and so i really if i can avoid it i would rather not you know spend most of my night slash early morning in line with a bunch of people I, I can understand that. And my list of things to do, what I wish to do, that's probably down near the bottom, near like going to the DMV. Um, you but know. you're waiting in line, but you're at Disney. It's, got it's a little still, bit different. I'm not saying it's not exciting. I'm not saying that it's not <laughs> like whatever. I'm just saying it interrupts sleep. And, it does. You know. But I yeah, I, get, I would be a fan of the reservation system. Um, I understand the risks with it, but yeah. We'll see. I'm guessing they'll wait until Disneyland does theirs and I've see said how that it the whole time is they're letting Disneyland just be the, the guinea pig and see how it goes. And they can Yep. They can see the, the what worked, what didn't it what did work but could have worked better. Yep. And then apply it over at Disney World. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Last rumor, third and final rumor is about the Ratatouille ride at epcot and the rumor is that it will open as early as april 2020 that makes sense i guess they're running ahead of schedule yeah so that's interesting i haven't really looked i haven't really like paid attention too much about what this ride's going to be because i don't really want to know i kind of want to go into it going like oh Okay, oh, I believe great. it's going to be exactly like over in Paris. I know, but I haven't like looked at like the YouTube videos or anything like that to know what that ride is. No, I'm just going to go in surprised. It's a cool looking ride. So It's a trackless ride system, so you don't see the tracks. 
If it's trackless, then there wouldn't be tracks. That's what I'm saying. It has a track. You just don't see it. Oh, okay. Hence, trackless that ride system. Make any sense. Okay. <laughs> it's magic. Um, it you know magic. about this? It's very interesting to me. I'm very curious to see when this opens. What's going to happen to the international gateway? Because we've got the gondolas coming in. I still feel they're going to have to widen all that because if you're coming into the international gateway, you're going to have a huge advantage over people coming to the front of the park to get in. Mm-hmm. And much what, and I believe, I can't remember who mentioned it, but you know, like we talk about take an Uber to the contemporary to go to Magic Kingdom. It's a quicker way. Yeah. You could take an Uber to some of the Epcot resorts, mm-hmm. drop off and come in the International Gateway, and you're going to have, I mean, probably 10, 15-minute head start on people coming in the main gate. People already do this. Right. But yeah. I, it's going to be even more amplified mm-hmm. with Ratatouille opening. I think you'll see an uptick in occupancy for these hotels over here. I think Swan and Dolphin will get busier. Right. You know, the new tower they're building over there, too. You know, I, yeah. It's, It'll just be interesting to see, because mm-hmm. at this point, I don't know if they're, ex- you know, we've talked about the International Gateway becoming this bottleneck, potentially. Mm-hmm. I feel like with all of this, they're going to have to expand it at some point. It's just been, it's yeah. just going to become a high traffic area with the gondolas, with the Ratatouille right there. I mean, it's just, you know, the it's fact pr- that they it's have. It's a pretty wide I mean, it's pretty now, wide, but it's but not. But what I'm saying is you're going to have. I mean, it's it's going to become a very heavily trafficked, you know, not as much now, but a few years ago, I mean, it was kind of like a little, like, oh, yeah, you can come in that way, and it's kind of a nice little, like, it's less crowded mm-hmm. and a leisure way to get into Epcot. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be that here pretty soon. So, yeah, something to think about once it opens. But, yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting how they – I would be interested to know if they – I don't think they would, but if they made it where you couldn't get in, like if if, if park opens at nine, if they don't let you come in the international gateway until like nine fifteen or something. No, because they already let it, you guys, you let people in before the park even. Opens, right, so. I'm just talking about potentially Ratatouille opens and you have these giant groups of people just coming, almost like a overhead view of like people battling and just crashing going into <laughs> ratatouille well what's interesting also and and because right now if you if you go in through international gateway when it opens at nine you cannot go to the right toward france right or can you or is it i france don't and then you can go to the bakery I've, i think you can go to the break okay i've never come in this way a rope drops i don't okay, know i think maybe you can go into france but that's as far as you can go because they have the the bakery and the patisserie boulangerie right. open back there um so yeah i mean if you're because what people do now is they go to frozen ever after right um they go to the left but yeah you're right it's going to be right there it'll be easy for people to get on we'll see what happens man we shall okay all right that's it for the rumors today we covered the news would you like to add anything to anything we talked about today uh no i would just add uh if you want to check so up yes the, you would add no not about anything oh. we talked about oh, okay <laughs> you asked if anything that we talked about that's true i did so i said no all right would you like to add anything else but i will add okay if you'd let me talk oh my uh the new shirts uh the game of thrones disney mashup shirts uh they're on pre-sale for a week so they're discounted if 
our uh, those ship out next week. So if you want to check those out, just go to ctmpodcast.com and you'll see them on the homepage there. And mm-hmm. uh, there's hats and stuff too. So yeah, they'll be discounted for about another week. So. And Jared already mentioned um, the Club 32, so make sure to check that out. Um, what's the address on there? ctmvip.com. Yep. And then check us out on Facebook, Capture the Magic Community. Find us there. We're awesome. It's awesome. People are awesome. Wow, you're just kidding. Everybody's awesome. Apparently. And uh, uh, I think that's it. So thank you, Jared, for talking a lot and reading about the news. I feel like that was a subtle jab. I'm sorry. Thank you for reading the news and offering your opinions. Is that better? Not really, but okay. Why? I feel like you're just... I'm saying thank you for offering your opinions. I feel like that's a wife jab. It's a subtle jab. (sighs) Jared, thank you for joining me today. (laughs) How's that? Better. Okay, great. It's better. And thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. And as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.